Alrighty, then we'll let uh, everyone catch the recording later. Um, so yeah, hi everyone. Uh, we're joined here on your herd week twenty four by our new mods. Um, so yeah, I just want to pass around and, and uh, let them say hi. Uh, yeah, well, let me say hi too. Uh, happy Friday to everybody. Thanks for joining, Wally. Hey everyone, happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday, guys. This is Big Poppy. Happy Friday, as MM says. Yeah, happy Friday, everyone. Dracula here. Cool. So uh, thanks to the mods for joining us on the first time for for, for uh, your herd. It's nice to see them all, for sure. Um, so yeah, I think this week we just wanted to give like a general project update, uh, how everything's been going um, over the last few days, and then open up to the usual Q&A um, through the Heard channel. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll kick off. Um, as we, we talked about on Sunday, we had a few items left to check off just before we launched uh, V3. One of those was Haiichi. So we got the Haiichi audit come in. Um, it just had a couple of findings on it. It was really light. Um, there was just one minor issue which wasn't found in C4. Um, but that's uh, been fixed already. Um, so we're, of course, glad that we didn't rely solely on them uh, and that we went with C4 instead. Um, C4, I think we had up to 13 engineers at one point looking over the different code. Uh, and as they've been using a paper model, a paper finding model versus paper certificate of traditional audit firms, we found much, much better value in the C4 audit. So yeah, it's really good. So the high audit will be to turn around pretty quickly. And it's nice to have that kind of official certification. Um, and it does have some value in that. Um, but yeah, I think we're, we're pretty happy with uh, the C4 findings as we kind of expected. Um, yeah, we're continuing to have some independent guys look over the patches and any new code that comes in, such as the strategies that have uh, just been in, uh, to make sure that it's uh, been reviewed by other people than the, the guys that actually wrote it. Uh, one of the design changes that we took uh, to avoid some of the high risk findings was instead of allowing an array of different tokens, such as RAT Bitcoin or, or REN BTC into the same vault, uh, the vaults will start with just one token type per asset. So the launch vaults, and this is just to avoid any arbitrage um, or slippage issues that were um, found out by C4. So the launch vaults are gonna be three curve for USD, uh, wrapped BC BTC, wrapped ETH, and LINK. So they're all ERC20 compatible tokens, um, which is mandatory in our, in our vault architecture. So one issue that we have there with that, just as some insight, is that the strategies we want to utilize for ETH um, in Convex, they take ETH rather than wrapped ETH. So we're hoping to update that ETH strategy just in time for launch so it, has a, it can wrap and unwrap the deposits as needed. Um, so the emissions yet concluded this week as well. It had pretty much full support except for one guy. Um, yeah, I'm not sure who that was, but that's cool. Um, so that's a rate of 200,000 a month to the staking and 50,000 a month to the vaults initially. Um, that's been kind of signed off by the community with a lower 10% performance fee as well, which is going to be more competitive uh, going forward. Uh, we're also thinking about increasing the withdrawal fee slightly. It's just 0.1% now, uh, maybe just tick that up a couple of notches, uh, but of course we'll go to the community before making that change. Um, development this week's gone pretty well. Uh, we fixed the harvest front running issue, which has plagued us for months. It's really nice to have that out of the way. 
uh, that front running was making the buybacks not so efficient as like a, a bot was taking a big chunk of that each time. So that's uh, cool to have that uh, done. Uh, that was from, from Goblin. Uh, the vaults and strategies are now all up on Coven Test Network. Um, it's just the front end left to do basically just to hook them up. Um, and the front end needs to wait for those to be successfully deployed on Covan before they can work, by the way. Um, so we actually had to redeploy the vaults a couple of times this week just to get it all working together correctly. And each deploy takes about a day to do. Uh, so what that means is that our front end dev, GetGuda, was just blocked for a couple of days of work, essentially. So that's all been sorted now. But uh, just to take a positive from that, at least it's a good practice for the mainnet deploy coming up. Uh, but it does mean that there's a couple of extra days on the launch date because of that. Uh, so we were loosely aiming for Sunday to launch, but maybe that's going to be midweek now, uh, just coming up, so not too bad. Uh, the first week um, after launch, of course, it's always normal to have a few UI issues or wallet bugs because there's like 20, 30 different types of wallets or different platforms, and how they interact is very hard to test every single device. So yeah, it's usual to have some minor little things which will get patched up as, as normal. I'm already on the tech support and on the live chat as well to answer people's questions. Um, the new mods are here on the call, and they've had a great impact already, not just in the community, but um, some initiatives that we've been talking about and will be launched for the Era 3 starts. We're kind of excited to be talking about that. I think they want to talk about it today, but I've just asked them not to, to try and batch it into like a, a nicer Era 3 um, transition. Um, yeah, the GitHub channel has been amazing to see. There's a lot of activity going on there. Um, I know it doesn't feel like it, but Waxis has actually not been in a better position in terms of dev resources. So while we absolutely lost some time over summer, um, now we're able to play catch up, which is really cool. And uh, we still have most of our tokens intact as well to reward and incentivize the platform. Um, the approach for the development has been about making it scalable. So with V3, uh, we can now deploy uh, any new vault basically to support any ERC20 asset. Uh, within about a day, like I said, it takes about a day to deploy. Um, so while we're starting with the USD, BTC, Ethan link, we can move on to other assets too, and we're definitely open to suggestions. So uh, on top of that, we have an abstract convex, convex strategy, uh, and that similarly is a scalable solution that allows us to basically jump into any convex pool just by changing a few parameters here and there. So whereas before we were waiting a very long time, like our original convex strategy, um, took the guy seven weeks to build and now it will just take us like you know 10 minutes just to change the parameters and then deploy again so that's um, really really good for the future um, we've also started planning out a brand new feature in the app that kind of complements our yield aggregator uh, and we're also refreshing the whole look of the website um, both the landing page and the actual app itself so that's just in the design phases at the moment uh, but it's something that we're working to internally um, like we mentioned, the Era 3 launch date is also, it was originally meant to be on the 17th of October. Uh, but just to separate out the two occasions between V3 and Era 3, uh, we're just moving back the Era 3 launch date just until after the Vaults has, has launched, just so we can kind of firstly focus on that uh, ourselves, but also to make sure the message is right, rather than losing some key kind of releases um, or any information, um, you know, if there's just too much going out at the same time. Um, so yeah, that's my general update, I guess, and what's been going on right now. So I'm happy to go into some Q&A. I think Pappy actually typed up some of me uh, earlier to go through. Um, so I'll do that, and then maybe we can move into the, the live Q&A from the channel if uh, one of the mods can help me out uh, with some questions that pop up. So whilst you guys can type up any questions in the chat, I'll start going through the ones which were asked in advance. Actually, I'll, what I'll do is I'll let the mods say anything in case there's something they want to say to any of that. 
No, I think I think that was that was a great update, Bobby. And um, I think before we go any further, I also want to say uh, happy 60k. If you guys haven't been following Bitcoin, it finally broke above 60k, above 61k, getting very close to that all-time high again. So you might want to keep an eye on that this weekend. You know, it's good news for the whole space uh, when when it moves like that. Um, but yeah, you did absolutely. hit on a. Hit on a oh, good. Yeah, I was just going to say absolutely. I I saw someone had made a gigantic short just before the ETF announcement came out, so I felt pretty bad for them. They probably <laughs> just launched, uh, lost a, a chunk of money very very quickly. Yep, yep. Um, so you you hit on a lot of the questions. I did roll up all the questions from you guys uh, that that you've put in there this week. Uh, Abu Chino was asking a lot about the audits. And so basically we summed that up, right, Bobby, by saying that the, the Haichi audit really didn't bring us a whole lot of new stuff. Um, one minor issue. And, and then the C4, um, I think you're saying that there's just a little bit, was there a little bit more patching that we had to do to wrap that up? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we patched up what we can, and the major design change out of that was to move towards a, a one volt equals one token uh, design, which just basically um, wipes out most of the high severity issues which were found during C4. Um, so there's probably a more optimal solution to that in the future. But just in order to ship the product, we're moving towards this. So like I mentioned, we'd only accept um, like three curve in the, in the USD vaults, for example, rather than allowing people to deposit uh, a variety of different tokens. Okay. Um, and then another thing that was brought up, this is brought up by, uh, uh, well, let me see, your name is RTWIV. I apologize if I, there's a way to say that, but uh, they were asking about the community event kickoff um, and just a little bit more information about uh, maybe maybe some hints about what that might entail. Um, yeah, I think that was maybe... Um... A slight miscommunication from what I said about um, the community event of Era 3 being moved back. So it made it sound like there was some special um, like public event launched for it. Like, of course, we're going to pack in some updates into the Era, th uh, Era 3 launch. And we were talking about some of that right before the call Pappy. And we're, <laughs> we're not sure whether to announce it now or to leak a few teasers here and there uh, beforehand. But yeah, there's a few things that we're doing for the Era 3 start, which are fun kind of community initiatives. And I think we'll bring a lot of engagement for everyone to be excited about. Yeah, I am really excited. Um, can't wait to start sharing some of that with you guys. Uh, Spawn Raider was asking about post V3 um, and kind of future roadmap stuff. And some of the other uh, folks in the community also seconded this and, and said that they were very curious about where your mind and the project team's mind is at, uh, thinking, you know, longer picture. Yeah, um, I think we touched on it in the last call and, and maybe in the in the blog post. But yeah, so we, we're working on a Trello board right now for, for, the, for the public, basically, just to share with what we're working on. So then kind of follow along. And one thing we'd love to do is to create a feed for that into the Discord so that just the way that the GitHub channel works, people would also get pinged um, if or at least, the, you know, um, they'd see a new notification if something happens on the Trello so they can kind of see a new card or things that are changing, just things feel a little bit more involved or have some more insight into what we're working towards. Um, one of the big things that we're doing, like I said, is building out, um, starting to build out a new feature just in the early design stage, um, which is um, going to be pretty cool and we're really excited about something that works very well alongside our yield aggregator. 
And uh, a little hint towards that was in the uh, competition that we launched in the Champions Hall um, for, the, for the name of a new stable coin. If we were going to have a stable coin associated with Y-axis, what would it be? So there's a little um, hint for you there and some guesses we're happy to, uh, to take as we uh, work towards that in the future. Yep, a lot of, lot of good ideas. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what the uh, rest of you guys come up with. Um, and then one of the questions that was also posed was the, uh, and you mentioned it earlier, but the launch date. So you're thinking, I put it on the notes here, um, probably midweek is what we're estimating at this point. Yeah, we, we were kind of um, loosely going for Sunday. Um, uh, that's when we thought we'd have everything ready. Um, but just because we took maybe a couple of days delay this week due to having to redeploy the vaults um, several times, that just means it's going to slip a little bit uh, into the midweek, that's all. Okay. And Zero Alpha was asking, he was asking really about what, what the strategies are that are going to be available at the V3 launch um, was this, I don't know if this was covered in, in, in another article or is this something that we're going to publish something about in the near future? Um, I think we, we've definitely been, um, vocal that it's going to be convex based, uh, for now, just because that's, that's where all the TVL is, right? That's where the liquidity is. So the strategies we're doing at launch are all native rather than delegated strategies. Uh, and once we um, ramp up with with our own TVL, the plan is to basically to start to collect a portion of the CVX and CRV to start to gain a share of the governance. Um, and then you can also boost or you know, boost emissions towards your strategies, or you can use bribes now as the, the latest thing to try and twist emissions towards yourself. Um, so yeah, the strategies we've got at, at first are the USD MIM convex strategy. Uh, I've got PEG BTC and the Binance Wrap BTC and just a standard link pool. There's, there's not many good options for the link pool. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's just, that's like a starting position. And as I mentioned before, we've got a, a general strategy, which is an abstract strategy for Convex, which allows us to spin up uh, a different strategy in like 10 minutes. So um, it's just uh, when we launch, it's just like a um, an initial basis, basically, for us to, to build whatever, whatever we want going forward. All right, fantastic. And uh, I can't I can't let the week go without asking the obligatory food question. I don't think we had one uh, maybe the past two weeks, but I think it's a good time to revive that one. And so I thought this one was appropriate. Um, your favorite beer, maybe, uh, Bobby? Do you have a favorite beer? Um. Yeah, I do, I guess. I mean, I'm like people know, I'm currently residing in Brazil and the beer here I like is called um, Original. Um, and it's, you know, I've got a beer fridge as well and I just keep it ice cold and that's pretty nice and preps me for diving into your herd each week. <laughs> um, and how about Mr. Mr. Wally or anyone else? Do you guys have favorite beer? Oh, I'm, I'm pretty boring right now. Just... um. You know, it turns out Guinness is really low calorie, but it tastes awesome. So that's my favorite beer right now. Um, just trying to watch the figure. <laughs> so Guinness. I was, I was worried you were going to say like a Bud Light or a Coors Light, and I, I was going to judge you a little bit. Okay, hopefully you, 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 I've, uh, I've made good on my beer <laughs> choice over here. Thanks. And it's Wally here, so I don't drink. So no suggestions there. Sorry. No problem. 
Um, all right. Well, Bobby, those are the questions that I had from the uh, from the channel. So I think if uh, if you'd like to to jump in there and see what other questions have been asked, we can. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I saw someone was asking uh, a couple of times, and people seemed to um, put a lot of reactions on it about what our USP is, um, what's our unique proposition essentially, uh, and that's fair. Like maybe the the messages got lost originally from what we. Um, originally started building back in kind of like February time. Um, and it's true that many platforms in DeFi are now all doing basically variations of the same thing, right? Um, and what, differenti what differentiates, um, I think, different, different projects really is uh, the DAO behind it. Um, so we really have to build up the DAO and the treasury um, so that it's, it's a force in itself, essentially. And that's where DeFi is heading. Um, it's becoming a governance war. Um, to control yield from sources like Curve. Uh, and we need to start up saving up these tokens for ourselves. Um, otherwise, I think that the way it's going is that you'll end up with very big platforms, such as um, you know, Badger, for example, who are doing a good job of um, collecting convex. They have a, a helper vaults. And they're going to help um, soak up as much emissions towards their own vaults as possible. And if every platform does that, it's going to become like a bit of a battle in the future. So that's something that we also need to do. But yeah, what, what is unique about us is that firstly, we have a, an ERC-677 token standard, which allows us some efficiencies over everyone else. We are the only uh, DeFi platform to have that. Um, there's, there's one DEX that actually uh, copied us, but other than that, we're the only one. Um, we, our main innovation is that our platform also handles multiple strategies at once at a transparent contract level. So it's not where you deposit your funds into a black hole of like a managed fund, which other yield um, apps do. You just give them the money and then they kind of allocate it behind the scenes. Uh, for us, it's all at a contract level and you can see that. Uh, and thirdly, we are a DAO-directed yield portfolio um, and where we're all going to benefit from a groupthink model. And I think that'll be quite fun as well, where we're all kind of incentivized to um, find the best yields to bring in ideas and to um, make maybe business relationships or, or partnerships going forward as well. Uh, so I think we'd really benefit from that rather than just relying on one uh, team to constantly innovate on their own. Um, so that's pretty cool. But it's true that we do need to keep up the pace. We, we lost some time over the summer. Uh, we need to catch up on things like L2s, um, some industry collaboration and some added features which we've now started working on. Um, we want to continue to grow up the team and to basically lead the industry on things like insurance mechanisms uh, and maybe other institutional features uh, such as the monitoring uh, and response systems. We, we do have um, a basic monitoring and response system uh, in place, but we'd like to expand that a little bit more as well, just so that we're better prepared for anything that happens uh, in the future. Yep. And, and Bobby, one of the things that, that Abu brought up, and, and I apologize, Abu, I did see your question earlier. It looks like I, I jumped over it on my list, but he's asking about the marketing plan uh, post-launch. I know we talked about this a little bit before, but I know I wouldn't mind a little bit of a refresher on kind of our, our approach and strategy to how we're going to do the marketing uh, for V3. Yeah, so I mean, we of course have all the basics. We've got uh, graphics, we've got a video, um, we've got a, a collaboration with DeFi Pulse as well coming out, which um, has a range of different initiatives from things like social media to um, AMAs and stuff like that. But really the best way to market a product in, in this space, it's just by um, launching a cool product that people find value in, and then they invest into it and they tell all their friends. If you look at something like Convex, for example, and, and you ask yourself, 
what marketing did they do? It was basically nothing. And, and even today, like their, their Discord channel is pretty dead. Like there's not a lot of information there. Um, and really it's just through word of mouth. And that's the most powerful thing we can have. Essentially, it's a, it is a DAO, it's a community-based project. And the people themselves are the, are the best way to market a project. That's the, the most powerful way. Um, paid influencers are not really cool anymore. Like it used to be a thing to pay people um, to make YouTube videos or make tweets and stuff. And that's kind of um, come to a head over the summer. So I'd say that's not really a route that we want to pursue because it might kind of backfire and make you look a little bit um, uh, less reputable maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like I touched on, the more strategies we can add on, the more vaults and assets we can support, we can then tap into those existing communities and hopefully do co-marketing. So in the same way that you want to do co-marketing with um, like Link, for example, with Chainlink, for example, over uh, implementing Keepers, um, we want to do the same kind of thing with different strategies and get into their discords and see what we can do there. We think that's the most effective way. Yep. No, that and, and that makes a lot of sense. I, it's one thing that I've noticed is, uh, I don't know about you guys, but a lot of the things that I invest in is because a project I'm already in has a partnership or someone shows up and, and has an AMA or something from another project. And I think, man, that sounds cool. I want to check that out. Um, looks like Missum and TPC are still typing some questions. So let's give them, give them a second here. Sure. I think like really we want to build build ourselves to a position where we are um, a useful Lego brick in the ecosystem so that we are doing, like I said, industry collaboration. Um, I think that Yearn Finance came out with an interesting thing, uh, calling themselves as um, yield as a service. And that's kind of true in the same way that um, Ohm is now doing Ohm Pro and they're kind of launching their product and selling it almost like a liquidity owned um protocol on liquidity as a service essentially is what they're doing and um, we also need to make our own kind of um, place in the industry where people come to us because they want to use our technology somehow uh, and they're willing to pay for it i think that's the best way to organically grow everything uh, and to build up as many different revenue sources as we can okay and and misum was actually asking to elaborate and i think i have my own thoughts but i'll let you answer this bobby Getting in with folks like BitBoy, right? BitBoy is obviously everyone knows he's huge. He has a big channel, big following. Um, but but what the drawbacks might be to doing something like that? Yeah, I mean, like it's it's easy to go along and and pay Ivan on Tech, for example, to do like a a video on you or to make some tweets about you. Um, but I just think the place where crypto is right now is that people kind of see through that immediately and they don't really trust it so much especially particular people um, that are very known to do this kind of uh, sponsored work. Um, and even some of the people that have been paid, um, they're into things like IDOs and they've been flipping tokens and dumping on their followers and stuff. So it's something which now has become kind of frowned upon. Um, I don't really think it would have the impact that it used to have like six months ago, for example. And six months ago, we did, we did have a couple of guys make some videos and we thought it was pretty good um, at the time. But I think since then, like just the industry's changed a little bit and it's, it's probably not the best route to go down uh, if you want to maintain your credibility. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I remember this actually came up in a discussion in, in the Discord before and um, not naming names, but they did bring up uh, specific uh, personalities and, and you saw a very, uh, very strong reaction and not always positive to that for, for exactly what you're saying, which is a lot... A lot of people in the industry now are kind of, you know, the investors are catching on that, that they're shilling their own bags, dumping their own bags on 
on on the very thing that they're talking about. Not to say that they all do right, but it definitely happens. Um, yeah, and, and behind the scenes, some insight into the industry is that there's people now which make a business of introductions, right? They're basically um, networking as a as a service. <laughs> there you go. So they're networking as a service and making introductions to, to big influencers and trying to get big influencers to buy into your project. And it's really only when someone actually buys your token and wants it to go up that they're really going to do, do a good job of it. If you just like pay someone some money just to make a tweet about you, it's never going to it's not going to really have the follow through that you think it's going to have or, or the impact you think it's going to have. Um, and yeah, for, for them themselves, the, the influencers, they've started to get a lot of flack for take, for doing things like this as well. So they also are now not really um, open to doing stuff like that just to protect their own reputation. Yep. And, uh, and Abu, I, I appreciate all these. These are always good questions that you think of, man. Um, He's asking about the institutional partnerships, and I guess he's really just wondering if, you know, are we keeping them engaged, excited? Are they up to date on the current progress? Yeah, I'm, I'm always surprised um, um, to, to hear that they've actually very much followed along. Um, so they are in the, in the Discord, they do read the Discord. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> from last week, so they do see all that kind of stuff, uh, and they are very much aware uh, of things that go on. Um, we do have several large partners which are signed up and, and own tokens. Um, only one of which we can talk about, uh, and two of them are more like legacy stuff from uh, back in era one. Um, but yeah, um, all we can do is at the moment we need to focus on getting this product out initially and making sure that everything's stable before we start signing up more partners to the partner program. Um, and again, this uh, new feature that we're going to be building out in era three, it's more focused on attracting sticky capital uh, into the vaults, uh, making sure that we have uh, an, a tokenomic model uh, that is basically a net plus for us rather than a net loss. Yeah, that is a good point, the sticky capital. I, I remember hearing you say that a lot over the past year, and I think that's, that's really the key um, because it's easy, it's easy to attract big money. It's a lot harder to keep that big money in. Um, and then Abu, you followed that up by asking about neobanks, which I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm not familiar with that term, but um, competition among them, uh, are they considered as possible partners? I'm not sure if you have an answer to that one, Bobby. Um, yeah, I'd have to look into it. I, I don't know right now off the top of my head, but yeah, we're open to, to different things in the future. Uh, like I mentioned right now, we want to just focus on getting the product up and running uh, and then we can start more traditional business development um, through pitch decks and reaching out to people. Um, there's still lots and lots of people interested in the space. Um, it's definitely where people are looking towards and Bitcoin's ETF today has definitely probably helped that as well. Uh, so yeah, um, I guess we just have to watch this space and we'll have to do all the work behind, uh, behind the scenes basically just emailing and pitching and uh, doing video calls with people to see what we can do. Yeah, actually, you know, that reminds me what you just said of, of the news this past week where the, the Soros family, for those who don't know, are mega billionaires. Um, and they were talking about crypto and they said that um, they Bitcoin was cool, but they were more interested in DeFi. And so I don't know where they put their money in DeFi, but that is a really interesting development because that's, you know, very smart, very rich money that is more interested in coming to you know, our neck of the woods versus the traditional Bitcoin route. 
Yeah, I mean, yield is, is everything. Um, that's the biggest thing in financial services is generating yield for people so people's pension funds can grow at a nice, safe, you know, 6 7% per year. Um, and if DeFi can come and kind of disrupt the industry um, and beat that, then that really incentivizes all of the, the managers in the space to get involved because they are highly competitive amongst each other uh, and they want to have the best yields for their customers. Um, so for sure, they're all looking to dip their toes and we see more and more funds start up looking to, to back DeFi projects um, and to act as a middleman essentially for depositing capital into these platforms. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I'm looking at the clock and we're getting close to, I think, uh, what what is probably time to wrap up. So maybe we, Bobby, with your concurrence, we take a couple of these last questions and then uh, we can wrap things up if you want. Yeah, sounds good. And so Missum is asking, I remember, I think you posted about this in the chat somewhere else too, but the Olympus Bond uh, stuff, he, he's asking for... I guess really your opinion on it and whether you, you like that model. Um, yeah, I think we, um, we hinted in one of our blog posts recently that we're looking uh, towards Olympus Pro for the, for the future or this coming era at least, um, just because it makes sense. It was something that every project was going to have to face in the future. It's what happens when your tokens run out, when you complete your mission cycle. Um, because at the moment, most people rely on a DEX like Uniswap or SushiSwap. Uh, and you need to incentivize that with tokens. So there needs to be like a longer term solution to doing that. And um, something that's shown to work is owning your own liquidity. Um, so that's something which we also want to look into uh, using Olympus Pro going forward, uh, as then that creates a sustainable um, platform to always have um, a tradable token essentially. All right. Well, I, I think that was the last of the questions in here. So, uh, you know, for on behalf of the community, I do want to say thank you again to everyone for um, your participation and your attendance. And then, Bobby, I'll pass it over to you. Yeah, thanks so much, everyone, for, for turning up and sticking with us. Um, real close now, just finishing off the last few bits. So, yeah, we really appreciate the support and, and trust that you continue to give to the team. And, uh, yeah, we'll do you proud.